Hey, it's the golf guys. Brent Gunning and Sam McKee. Not quite emergency pod, like half emergency pod, half check-in. How you doing? So I'll ask you, bud. How you doing? Doing very well, Gunner. Uh, it's nice to be in studio doing it with you here, looking you in the eye. Mm. It's a different than we've been doing it down the line, you know, in remote places. So to be together, it's very nice. I feel like it's a different feel. It's nice. Yeah, for sure. Uh, obviously, a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about full swing. We're going to save that for the end. You know, I mm. feel like everyone's got their full swing licks in. We got some takes. We have yeah. some some things we've picked from it, but uh, yeah. we'll, we'll save that for the end of the pod. We just wanted to start, obviously, a lot about the Genesis this weekend, but just the season as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, will Will John Rahm ever lose a golf tournament again? I guess is as good a place as any to start. Yeah, this is Tiger-esque right now, this run. Um, you just expect to see his name at the top of the leaderboard now, and you just it's surprising when it's not. And I mean, it's just, it's always is. So it's not even really a conversation. He's just <laughs> always at the top of the leaderboard. Uh, really enjoyed the Genesis. I, you know, me always, I guess it's not just, not just me, but that course so good. is just one of the best courses in the world. It's just in my top 10 courses I could pick to play anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. That would be in it every time. I love the number 10. I love 18. I love one. There's just so many holes in that course that stick out to me that I just absolutely love. And I think, that course is a feather in the cap for a lot of these guys, right? Totally. Like, it's one that you want to win at. It's one that you want to knock down and have that win at Riviera. Tiger has never won there. Wild. Every every time I heard that on a broadcast or just like talking with somebody yeah. this weekend, I was convinced they were wrong. Like sure. it just feels wrong. I know. It's like 13 starts, no wins. I'm like, really? <laughs> That's really hard to fathom. I can't believe that he's never won there, especially with all the history and the shot of him that I think I have seen maybe a billion times yeah. in my life of him teeing <laughs> off at the first. Yep. And they had Amanda Renner talking about it with him having the credential in his pocket. And they're comparing <laughs> the swings after his I round yesterday. That. So I love that. But yeah, there's just something about Riv that it's, it's up there with Augusta. It's up there with St. Andrews. It's up there with these courses that you just really revere and look forward to. And I would like, I know we talked about this in the weekend, but I'd love to see a major there. Like, you know, they, they go to Torrey Pines every time, every year and they have a major there. Yep. And like, I, in my opinion, there's no comparison between the two of them. Maybe it's just, I, I guess, I don't know the people that can go. The no, I think people that can host. I'm sure it's all that stuff, but I think you nailed it with your first answer. Tori is magic for, I mean, I'm sure there are other reasons, but for our generation, for golf moving forward for mm-hmm. the next 40 years, Tori's magic because it's Tiger's Palace, okay? Yeah. He loves Augusta. He loves other courses. Mm-hmm. That's the one he owns more than any. Yeah. I genuinely, in my heart of hearts, believed if he ripped off wins at Riv like he did at Tori, you might have seen a major there. Like, yeah. I'm sure there <laughs> it's are. Not the worst idea. I, I'm sure there are site reasons for mm-hmm. it. You yeah, see yeah. it. Like, I mean, there was that one. I don't know if you saw this. Maybe the two of us can pony up our money and still be about 80 billion dollars short but there's like a beautiful like mansion oh, yeah, overlooking yeah. it it's, it just seems like a very tight property 68 million dollars that's it yeah get kipper on the horn <laughs> we can we can get some little buddha sponsorship money yeah, i don't right. know there's been worse ideas <laughs> but i like i just i'm sure there are site complications why you couldn't do it yeah. but i'd love to have it yeah. it is one of the few courses and like you said we do go there every year but outside of what sawgrass 16 at the waste management open 10 at Riviera mm-hmm. is one of those holes. You know, there's also, what is it? Eight with the bunker in the middle of the green there. Yeah. That's that one. It's like, that one's like almost like the stepchild a little. It's like, okay, yeah. it's cool, but let's talk about 10. It has that hole that is just a signature. You'd love to see it. So yeah, I'm sure there's reasons why, but man, maybe if tiger one sliding doors moment. So I want to talk about 10 because as a little bit, annoyed watching it okay listen i understand that these guys have you know 
massive power and they want to drive the green and they want to, you know, oh, wow. put it on and one. Surprised this is where you're going. But like if I'm John Rahm and I'm got a and he almost blew it there. He yep. took a bogey. He made an unbelievable up and down to make the bogey. Like that mm-hmm. is all world after sculling it kind of across the green and into the other bunker and yep. it wasn't a pretty shot. But to get up and down from where he did, unbelievable for a bogey. And that's kind of a turning point moment that he actually got that up and down. But I don't understand when you're leading the tournament, why not just hit a seven iron and a wedge? Like you, you know, you're putting yourself in the middle. You give yourself a good angle, put it out to a number there where you think you can make it. All these guys are trying to like hit a hybrid to the front of the green where it's still going to be a really hard shot to get it down to that bowl. I don't understand if you're that in that. I get it. If you're chasing and Max Holm yeah. did it perfectly, put it in front of the green, made a birdie, birdied it all four days, which is an uh, feather in the cap to Big say time. that, to be able to say that you fe- uh, birdied it all four days. But I don't understand why you wouldn't just take a little bit more caution when you're leading, especially like John Rom was. I see what you're saying, and I think JT, I mean, I'm sure there are other guys, but he's the only notable one who yeah. typically lays up on that hole. And yeah. I'm trying to remember the particulars of it. There are two pin locations where he'll go for it, and there are two where he'll lay back. And based on everything they're saying, it is it is just such an incredibly small target because the green has so much undulation, yeah. because it has so many different, it's not even tiers, it's like little pockets. I feel like is a better way to put it that even asking the best iron, like who, who do we always say? Morikawa, best iron player in the world. Mm. And he wants no part of that shot with an iron or a wedge in his hand. So in a vac or just thinking of it from how we think of it, I completely agree with you, but it's just got to it. All that that does is hammer home how tricky that green is. And it is a classic case of, they talk about it all week, but if you're not there, you just can't appreciate it is what it feels like. Cause I'm with you and I'm actually floored. Cause I did have, I wrote down on my notes. How would you play 10? Yes. And I a thousand percent thought you would be bucking well, it down there and then trying your hope, hope hitting and hoping with the I wedge. Mean, that's how I'm playing it. Yeah. Like if I get the <laughs> thrill of a lifetime yeah. to get to play Riviera. You're it. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm pulling out the driver and <laughs> trying to put eat. it on the green. Of course. But I mean, it's 280. I'm not making the green. Yeah. What's going to happen is I'm going to swing as hard as I can. It's going to go left down to that little tree area. And I'm going to have to chip on. I'm going to make a triple bogey because it's going to go off the back. Listen, I know exactly how just it don't go. do the Harold Varner, the third and cold top it into the bunker when you're leading the tournament. Yeah, you no, did that like that. what? Two years ago yeah, on a Saturday. Don't well, do that. Good news is we'll never have to see that <laughs> yeah. again. So I, so, so they had you mentioned Morikawa, yeah, and they did the yep. they did the walk the, and talk. the walk and talk or the CBS stroll as they were calling it, <laughs> okay. which is so sure. corny. It I is. think is that what they call it, CBS? <laughs> yeah, stroll? that is. I heard Colt say somehow somehow Colt knows <laughs> makes everything sound good, but yeah. when Nance says it, it I oh, do it's cringe. Time for the CBS stroll. Ooh. Anyways, I feel like you're gonna give me a Werther's while we I do thought, it. I thought Morikawa showed more personality in that 15 minutes that he was on course than yeah. he did in an hour of a Netflix episode. <laughs> yes. I was really enthralled hearing him talk through it and shout out our boy Primer. He ends up using the five wood from off the green yep. because he just, he talked it through not wanting to spin the wedge and losing it on that green. That's so hard to do. And he hit a great shot off the green, off the tee. Then he just uses the hybrid and he misses the birdie putt. So he's still parted or whatever, but I love that. I love the CBS stroll, the walk and talk, whatever the hell you want to call it. But that's just been such a great, addition to these tournaments like they did it with Keith Mitchell they did it with Homa at Torrey Pines which was really really good so I'm hoping that they can keep up in the star power yes like I I don't know well hold on just careful what you wish for because you know what that means to PGA Tour execs right get Ricky Fowler on the CBS stroll that's all that means to them it's like up the star power get Ricky I'm fine with it I'm (laughs) absolutely fine with it I just anyone that has a little bit of cachet 
I like seeing them do that. Like my dream obviously is for Tiger. Yeah. I don't know if you'd ever get him to do it. No. It feels like it would just, you know, he's such a routine based guy and he's not like You're never getting him in a round. Su- he's such a competitor locked in when he's on the course. I don't think you'd get him in, but I I'm there's so many guys on tour that I'd love to see do it, but you know, the big guys are who you want to see. You yeah. want to see Rom do it. You want to see Rory do it. You want to see JT That's do the, it. That is the dream guy for me. And it's because now you have to pick your spots because I wouldn't actually want him on like a more wedge based hole. Yeah. JT has like, there are, there are better players in the world of golf than yeah. Justin Thomas. Not many, but there are better. Nobody has the shots in his bag that yeah. he has and him and bones together. I mean, part of it is like bones used to work for you. Just have him conduct the yeah, interview. But the other part of it is that he has so many variations yeah, of how he can point. play it. And all these guys can draw it yeah, and fade it and yeah. sling it in every way, but nobody can like JT. So he is what he is the gold standard for me for that. I, I'm picturing uh, Justin Thomas. I wonder if they'll do it at the masters. Because it, it's just That's it's just hard to it's, it's hard to ask, but you picture JT playing two and putting that big sling draw oh, around yeah. there, like whoo, right oh, around yeah. the corner, and him yep. talking through that and that green or whatever. So I doubt they'll get anyone at the Masters, but I really love, I really love it. Like yep. I have to say that it's been one of my favorite things in all of sports, the development, because there's no other sport. Like you get it in all star games, yeah. they do it in hockey, they do it in the NBA, like all star games or whatever. Yeah. But there's no other sport that's conductive to having a interview while they're in the heat of competition. Like you're not going to get, you know, a goalie in the no. NHL to be like, oh yeah, sure, I'll put on a, <laughs> a, a mic and mic. talk you through this. Like, oh my god, here comes Ovi. Oh, yeah. he sniped. God, yeah, like I can't really picture it happening in any other sport. So I, I really have loved that, and I loved Morikawa. On on uh, was that on Sunday? Or was that on Saturday? That was Saturday. Saturday, uh, doing it at number ten, which is one of the best holes in golf. Yeah, the only I, I'm just picturing it. It's like, uh, hey, v- uh, Vladdy, you just struck out. Can you walk <laughs> us through that? Absolutely not. No chance. Well, the thing is, is they have these things set up. It's worked out pretty well that the one of these days yeah. a guy's going to be mic'd up and make triple, and that'll be the end of it. Unfortunately, yeah. well, no, you it's... hope it won't be. But well, it'll be the end of it for that guy. Yeah, that's true. Like, and I love, like, I don't know if it's, they've done it more this year, but I just, the caddy player conversations have been so phenomenal. Yep. And yesterday with Homa, mm-hmm. when he hits that His awful man, drive yeah. and they go through the oh, conversation so good. and he's just like, <laughs> you could tell how bad is, I forget it. I forget his, his name. name. Joe, Joe, it's Joe something. something yeah. And he wanted. They always say this: good player in his own right as well. Yeah. Has oh, played yeah. in the oh, USA four ball. They love yeah. to say that. Yeah. They love to say that's one of their favorite things. Um, and you could tell so badly that he wanted him to to punch it out. Yeah, like he wanted to tell. He wanted to be like, "Hey, idiot, yeah. punch it out." <laughs> but like, he's your he's you, your you meal ticket. You he to. wants to go. He wants to hit that shot. You got to let him. And then he immediately buys in. He said, "Let's be an artist, Max." Yeah. And it's like that's such an incredible line. And he hits an awful golf shot. Another, it was the oh exact same trajectory as he hit off the tee. Snap, hook, left, yep. goes off a tree. And that makes an unbelievable shot to get really over the green. Was. But that was kind of the turning point because he bogeys that. And then was that, did that put Rom up by one? And then he kind of never yeah. got it back from there. So. I, I man, I was just I was enthralled by that golf yesterday. Yeah, you gave Rom way way too many chances. Yeah, when can't. you have a guy like that, and a, we we didn't give the stats off the top, so five wins in his last nine worldwide starts, three PGA Tour wins in 2023, and he has already made more money this year mm. than I believe eight of the last 13 money winners. So uh, not bad. And so, you want to say it or or should? Well, I think you know instead of. MF and these tour live tour guys, they should be kissing their toes. The amount of money going around right now. And listen, 
the game right now, and I know next week's not an elevated event, no. so it'll be a it'll be a smaller field. And Come on, Svensson. Listen, it's a huge opportunity for the underlings of the mm-hmm. tour. Like obviously, these big elevated events. If somehow one of these guys that's not a superstar happens to win it, it's oh, look how close we were to Taylor last life, week, right? But like he made life changing money coming in second. Yep. <laughs> so you just if you get a top ten like Svensson this week because a top ten, you know yep. what he makes six hundred k? Unreal. It's just the amount of money going around right now is unbelievable, and they have the live tour and the. Th- it's not even the live tour. It's just the threat. Yep. got them to give money. And I li- listen. I watched a full the the full or sorry, what's it called? Full swing. Full swing. Oh, no, it is as far as we're concerned. Uh, El perfecto. Whatever the Latin uh, name is, that's as good as it could get. And like, I was really fascinated to see the decision making a lot of these guys had. But listen, it has made the superstars bigger superstars on tour. These elevated events. Every single one of these leaderboards. The PGA Tour has never been in a better place than it is this year right now. Like right now, the start of this season. It's unreal. Unbelievable. It's it's superstars fighting in the final group every week. Mm-hmm. It's Homa. It's Rom. It's, you know, it's Keith Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, who pummels the ball but can can't I, hit a puck. Can I also say this is the second time we brought up his name, and I'm not going to miss my opportunity to get this in. Kashmir Keith? That Kashmir Keith can wear a vise. Oh okay, God. most guys can't. Most guys can't. Like a lot of guys, you look like Ian Poulter when you put it on. Yeah. We might know somebody who looks like Ian Poulter <laughs> when he golfs with a when he when he golfs with a visor on because they go the thin one. Yeah, the thick, fat Kenny oh, yeah. Perry esque cashmere Keith looking great. I bring it out once in a while. You do. you do, and very, guess very, what? Like... You can't do it with that mustache, but you can <laughs> yeah. normally do it. So I don't know. I don't really know what the take is here, other than the live tour has not done what it wanted to do. Nope. It has done the exact opposite of what the intention was. The intention was to be a competitive tour to kind of pull eyeballs away from the PGA Tour. And in my mind, it's just made the PGA Tour 10 times better than it was last year. Well, and it, ma- it feels like it made Rory stronger. Like, it's like you're Except trying to take him down. Except on the greens. Except on the greens. And look, this, <laughs> this is who he is, okay? But like, is he dead last in putting this week? He was awful. Awful. It was could not have played worse no, than he did. No, well, all, he, I mean, he's stri- He's doing well, this, the Rory thing. That's exactly can't it. He yeah. can't. He can't. And this is always going to be the yes. conundrum with him. Like yeah. he made what did he make? Eighteen pars on Sunday at St Andrews yes. and didn't make a bird. Like yeah. it Oof. just couldn't couldn't roll the rock. Uh, one last thing. Uh, one last thing that I wanted to. Sl- well, I don't want to sneak it in. We got to talk about yeah. this because we're kind of shifting to full swing here. Yeah. Tiger Woods, mm. magical Saturday. I just want to go wherever you want to go with this. I mean, there is a big overarching question of, does this make you feel any different? We can get to that in yeah, a second. Sure. But let's just talk about the feels. When the cat is back and he's cruising and he's not barely in the 70s, he is fully in the 60s. 67, mm. was it? I think on the Saturday. I think he went 67. So sorry, 69, 69 to open. And then 60, I'm sorry, 74, yeah, 75. And then 67 and on the, down, yeah. yeah. It's a little so, roller coastery. I... You know my thoughts. Yep. I have very, it's very complicated with me. <laughs> I do this thing where I sort of, not project, but I protect. Yes. I, I go into it saying, I don't want this. Like, I don't want this. I don't want him to play these tournaments because I don't like seeing him like this. Yep. Very, it's hard, like, even when he plays well, it's a hard watch. For sure. He's laboring big time. Lot. He's like, the gate, the walk, oh, it's no. not pretty. No, no, no. It's really not pretty. And it's just, I watched the I watched uh, Thursday, and I have to say, I was really emotional at the end of that round. Because, awesome. like, every time you see him play well, there's a, 
listen, there's a, sure. there's a, a best before date here. Mm-hmm. Like we're getting to the point. Like I know he's the goat. I know he's superhuman, but he's got a bionic back, an effed up leg. Yep. Like there's going to hit a point where this guy can't shoot in the, in the sixties anymore mm-hmm. on tour. Yep. And we're getting close to that date. Mm-hmm. So to watch him play with, with Rory and JT, and maybe we won't talk about what he did with JT <laughs> on the course. <laughs> No comments no at this com- time. No uh, you all seem to have it covered. We yes. will focus on Tyler Tiger 67. Th- there's been plenty of comments on this on it. So <laughs> I just, I had, when he makes the three straight birdies to finish, you see the, the picture of him, sm- the video of him smiling at JT. JT oh. can't believe it. I just, it was amazing to watch. And I hate that I have this protective, protective feeling yep. with it, but I do. I can't help it. So every time I go into a tournament where he's going to be playing, that's how I'm going to be feeling. Like, oh, no, I don't want him to play. But then as soon, I texted Ben Ennis because we did yeah. a thing on Friday. After he shoots, uh, what did he shoot, 67 on yeah. Saturday, I'm like, Tiger's with the match. Yeah. Like, I sent that text. So it's very, very hard for me. It's a complicated relationship at the moment. Yeah, I was talking to our boy uh, Adam Stanley about it after the first round. Yeah. And my general take was kind of similar to yours of I want to give up. Oh, yeah. I want to quit. Yeah, of course. He won't let us. No, he won't. Every time there has to be one round like this mm. or, and I mean, we got the three birds to close it on, yeah. on Thursday. That was as incredible as it gets. There's always a stretch like that. Even if he goes 74, 70, 74, 70, there's always a stretch where he's mm. two or three under over five holes and you're saying, is this it? And I think the thing that is the saddest about it, the most frustrating about it is that We'll never get that moment, it feels like, of him. You know, he had his chance last year. Go stand on the Swillican Bridge. Wave farewell. Call it a day. It's never going to happen. He will not let himself go out while there is still a glimmer of light there. And that is he'll, he'll fade away. That's the saddest thing about it is that that look, you know, and I'm not saying it has to be now, but. It has to be sometime. There should be a moment where it's they give him his dream pairing and it's JT and Rory mm-hmm. and Freddie Couples is there for some reason, some way, shape, or form. <laughs> like there should be that moment, yeah. but he'll never let himself have no. it. And that's the that is honestly the saddest thing about it. No, I, it's not sad that he went out and shot 67. It's amazing. But it's so sad that he won't let us give him that moment. No, it's true. And it's <laughs> I was really blown away by him doing those interviews with Amanda Renner at the end of the, mm-hmm. how tired he was. Gassed. Like, it really jumped out to me because is there a more well-spoken, this guy, how yep. many interviews has this guy done in his life like that? A billion? Yeah. And he's just <laughs> at this talking to her and he can barely string a sentence together at some points. Like, it's not like he, he just seems so wiped. Mm-hmm. And you have to think of the preparation that he has to go through to get his body in the right. Like he's talking about his team. What is, what's he paying his team? Like to get him. Well, So the old joke is what was it? LeBron James spends a million oh dollars God, a year a million, on his body. He spends a million bucks. Every time a he goes day. To a tournament. Yeah. yeah. Like every, he's like <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like that's a $4 million yeah. weekend to play in that. Like he's not breaking even when he plays these tourneys, but I just, I will really look forward to seeing him play the masters of course, but I don't look forward to the U S open. No, I don't that's going to be a grind. I don't look forward to him playing in the PGA Championship. I don't look for. I mean, maybe it was Royal Liverpool this year. Like, yeah. maybe he can go over who there. Knows? There's I, all, who knows? The, the Open is always who knows I have him. no idea. So I just, I'm happy he's still around. I think the broadcast did a really good job of not sucking up too much airtime. Mm-hmm. Like, they're showing all his shots, but they weren't, like, going and watching him walk up. Yeah. The, like, they're just, like, go, 
treating him like any other good golfer yeah. they would on tour, any other star. Rory, and, Rom, yeah, all exactly. the same treatment. Yep. So that's the right way to do it. And I think it's really remarkable that he finished one and under, right? Yeah. That, a, a, you know, tons of guys missed the cut, tons of guys that are good that just did not shoot that, <laughs> that he can go out there and, you know, not play competitive golf and just go it. It's incredibly impressive. It like, is. It is unbelievably <laughs> impressive. You know how hard <laughs> golf is? You know how hard that course is? And, like, he's got no leg. Like, it's incredibly impressive. But, man, it's just... It's it's still sad to see him uh, the way he's kind of walking around. It's a really complicated sports fandom right now. It really is, and any Tiger fan would feel the exact same way as we do. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you there. So I, I think we can put a little bow yep. uh, on the Genesis and on Tiger there. Yep. Uh, now time for our breakdown of again. I wish I had it in front of me. I think it's Swing El Perfecto, which was just <laughs> again. There's no way that that's better than any other international title for it. Where do you want to start with it? What, what was it, your ranking at a ten? So I would give it a solid, like, seven seems too much, but six and a half seems too low. So, like, 6.8 if I can really break it down on a decimal scale. I'm going six. Yeah? Yeah, I think there was three really great episodes. Which were? Which were Brooks Kepka. Okay. I loved the Poulter. Is it Poulter and Brooks Kepka the same episode? No, no was Poulter was three. Yeah, they kind of mushed yeah. together. Um and the last one okay. with Rory. Yep. I thought those three episodes were closer to what I expected okay. in terms of guys being open. Sure. And guys, be, like, I mean, listen, we know what Rory is. Yeah. Rory is an open book. He's the greatest speaker. Like, doing an episode about Rory McIlroy and golf yeah. was the biggest lock ever Slam that it's going to be good. Yeah. Like, he's just too good on camera. He's too good with his words. Well, and he, would, and he had to burr up his saddle all yes. year long. It yeah. was like the perfect storm to have a great episode. I thought Kepka was incredibly compelling in terms Agreed. of how wide open he was. Was he, was he lying about not knowing that Scotty Shay? Yeah, a thousand percent. Okay, yeah. And oh, the look on his face where we all try to pretend, like I've had these conversations with my wife, like, oh yeah, who's that real housewife? You know, the one. And then I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, I know her name. Yeah, okay, exactly. yeah, we've all done that. Yeah. Yes. So, and I thought Poulter, I just, he's such an a-hole. He's the worst. But like, I enjoyed <laughs> watching it. Like, I just think he, he's such a good personality that he can carry an episode like that. And watching him struggle and watching how pissed off he was and him was throwing awesome. his clubs in the in the like he's just he's a really detestable guy. For sure. And it made for an excellent hate watch. Yes. But I thought a lot of the other guys kind of gave you nothing. Like I'm looking at JT and Speed, and I thought that was an okay episode. But like I can get that from JT in any press conference. To me, I felt like the thing you the the thing about JT and Spieth, and I'm trying to think of it from like them putting it together perspective, yeah. and not just from my perspective. It was a bad way to start. So they should have come out of the gate hotter. I, I thought it so was you because I think to me, I again, and I'm just picturing, and maybe they think of it this way, maybe they don't. But so much of the guys of the conversation about this has been the F1 doc and what it mm. did. And I think that that was their way of getting two guys who are friendly with each other, but also doing the, like, you can love it. You can hate it. These guys are just obscenely rich. This is what their life is like. Mm. And I think back to the early F1 episodes and I feel like it was like Daniel Ricardo. And it's like, is this guy a likable character? Probably not. Yeah. But is he just being extremely rich and all this stuff? And I think that was kind of the, the spin fair. they went for it. And the thing I liked about it. And again, maybe, maybe I pick up on this more because I know all the backstory and I've heard it 8,000 times, but the simmering, I don't know if hatred's the wrong word, but envy, jealousy, whatever, that JT has for Spieth, he is 
the better player. He should have the better career, but this is America's golden boy, and he's kind of riding his coattails. Yeah. Them just playing pick a card for $100, yeah. just all-time villain behavior. So I understand why it came across a little boring, but I actually think I like them starting that way. I know I'm in the minority no, there. Yeah, I just – I listen, the, bar, the problem with this always was going to be the comparisons. We talked about yep. this when we did our pod last time. Yep. It, the comparisons to the F1 doc. Yeah. Where, You're not going to Monaco. Yeah, it's yeah. sexy dudes, <laughs> fast cars, awesome locations. Yeah. This is like, Columbus. you know, this is white guys in, in Florida. Yeah. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not a comparable thing. So I think I, w- I liked Finau's story. I liked, I thought Finau was very compelling. And so, I liked the family stuff. The only thing, oh, I should, and I also should have mentioned that I absolutely love the Joel Damon episode. Okay. So the Joel Damon, the Joel Damon one was great. The Finau one the only problem I had with it, and I understand why they're going to do this, you know, state-sponsored media to a certain extent, was it felt like they were asking the question of, does Tony Finau care too much about his family? Sure. But then the conclusion of the episode was, how dare you say that about Tony Finau? Yeah. Look, he went and won twice, including yeah. a win over Emmanuel Agrio. Clearly this proves yeah. he does. Like, it felt like they were trying to have it both ways. The Kepka one, it was great. It was just like, you go whatever you want with this. Is yeah. this a guy who's yeah. coming to grips with his reality? Yeah. Is this a guy who's whatever? But it felt like the Finau one, they were guiding us in a certain way. And then at the very tail end Slam of the episode, they're like, how dare you say that about Tony and his family? I think that's I actually that's a good point, but I just I liked I like Tony Finau. Yeah, another and, like I I don't dislike him. I do like him as so well. I so, like yeah. seeing more about him, and I like seeing how good a family man he is, and how much he loves his wife and all that stuff. Like I'm yeah. a sucker for that kind of stuff. Yeah, but they paired him with the dullest dude, like Morikawa. It was like, oh my god, this guy. It's like this guy's supposed to be one of the stars of the game, and it's like, oh, this is so boring. It's so like what should have the been... big moment is him going and picking. It's like that's I don't exactly think... what I was gonna <laughs> say. I don't like these olive pants. <laughs> it's like he's like I'll wear the olive pants. But with a white, white shirt, shirt only. <laughs> like that that swath they showed him was like beautiful. beautiful. Such a sick yeah. shirt. And they're like, no, he's like, I wear a white shirt. It's I, like, oh my God. <laughs> my eyes are rolling in the back of my head with that. So uh, who do you think? Okay. So who do you think is the break? If there's going to be like a guy that breaks out like Daniel Ricardo, who would it be? Is it Joel Damon? Well, it feels weird for us to say that, but yeah, it's like yeah. Joel Damon's breaking out. It's, okay. I mean, like we all watched PJ tour season yeah. last year. We all saw this stuff. I do think he is a type of character. Just you throw in the cancer stuff. I think if people watched it all the way through, mm-hmm. I think Fino comes out yeah. the biggest winner mm-hmm. because especially of how they framed it of them yeah. being like, maybe this guy loves his family too much. And you, you could just picture someone who's not a golf sick. I was like, I don't know. It seems like he loves his family like a, a normal amount. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Um, I'm going to ask you this because yeah. I think the more I, I look at the reactions to this, and it's funny, I've actually tried to kind of go horse blinders on them until we were able to talk mm-hmm. about this. I think I'm the only person in the world who actually found the Fitzpatrick episode compelling. I enjoyed it. I did like the idea of the relationship. And I know it to me, and I'm sure this is just like inside media stuff that interests me, the relationship he has with Daniel Rappaport and the two of them, I genuinely died of laughter when I think it was Thomas Peters who suggested, Oh, you, you must've danced, you know, grinding in college. And Matthew Fitzpatrick looked disgusted that he would even uh, suggest that. I, I don't know. I guess I'm like the only one of one in the world. Cause I, I actually really enjoyed that episode, but I feel like everyone, I haven't even heard people criticizing it. It's like, nope, just didn't happen. I don't want anything to do with that. So am I completely alone there? I just, I thought he was a astounding dork. 
I mean, he is. I don't like, I think that's what I enjoyed about it was just the comedy of this guy is exactly as dorky. You know, you figure there's something (laughs) else there. The other part of it that killed me, and I don't know, maybe he's the one that jumped out to me is that all of these guys have their sponsor deals. Yeah. Where like when they're just, I mean, I'm sure when he's sitting in his house and there's not a Netflix camera there, he could throw on a Liverpool shirt or whatever. You what know, was soccer. that company? So it's it's a motor oil company because they're oh, one of his sponsors. Okay. So it's like you're on TV as a golfer. <laughs> it's the same reason why sometimes you see these guys go on like late night shows and they're wearing their golf shirt with like the go- the watch well, and the insurance. That's jumped up to me in Mito Pereira's episode. All these guys are just wearing their full it's golf so outfits. Oh, like- you brought up the Latin boys here. Couple things on that episode. One. And this is so uh, this is like pulling back the curtain yeah. a little bit. My mom spent a lot of time in Chile. Like okay. she worked there yeah, for a while. So yeah. all that food, the drink they were talking oh, about, yeah. pisco, piscola, yeah, yeah. pisco sour. Uh, once uh, enjoyed it very much. Once, never ever again. But that food just looked incredible. I was oh, so yeah. the whole episode oh, of the Latin yeah. guys. I'm like, oh, we gotta get some dinner I going. It's too much. It's so it looks so good. But it. All the good of the food was completely wiped out by the horror movie of like, let's watch Mito Pereira yeah. chase this, chase this major. So, oh. yeah, I would say so. Going back to the Fitzpatrick thing and that, I know I'm all over. No, the no, place. no, no, it's okay. <laughs> I think one of the best parts of it as a golf fan was to relive what an awesome golf season it was last really year was. and just seeing like, I guess the you know the Scotty Scheffler Masters was kind of boring. There was that one compelling moment where I think Cam Smith had birdied on 11. Well, the the one to me, that, and I'm happy they showed it, yeah. was the, the chip in on, what was yeah, it, yeah. one that's, or two? That, on well, two, that two. two. No, no, I think it was, it, no, it was I, on three. It was on yeah, three. Yeah, it was on three. So that kind of changed the whole thing, yeah. and that kind of sent it in the right direction. But I, I thought it was a great way to relive all the moments. And the things that stuck out to me, the thing I loved about the Matt Fitzpatrick episode, which I'm with you, I didn't hate yeah. it too much. I just thought he was so dorky. <laughs> I, By the way, you see Peters is gone, eh? Oh, yeah, no. That's whatever. I mean, they're just, they're taking all these guys that's like, I'd never think about again. It's but fine. he, so he made a, like, I know this is completely off topic. He yeah. did have a good point. He said, I'm the 34th. Now, he said this at the beginning of the week when I'm sure he had already made up his mind yeah. on live. Uh, this is another point. Uh, if you're going to go to live, just come out and say it yeah. at this point in time. But he, he made a good point. He's the 34th ranked player in the world, and he can't get in that field at the invitational this week. Yeah. Feels like he should probably be able to get in there. I don't, I don't know. So I, you know, I'm not going to, first time, that'd be the first time I'd defend a guy going to live, but I can't understand. <laughs> why he would be upset not being able to get in that field. For sure. Sorry. No, so I just, like, I was really blown away by Matt, Matt Fitzpatrick just reliving that U.S. Open win. Yeah. It was an incredible the bunker victory. shot. Oh the bunker God. shot was incredible, but, like, you think about that long putt he made, too, and just that course and the history and him showing him as a, like, how was he, 12 when he won the U.S. Amateur? I've, I've been, never I've seen been anyone told, look younger. I've been told he was 18 There's at the time. There's no chance. He looks 9. He look, I was going to say, like, tops 12. He his brother looks older. He, he didn't have braces then. He has braces now, <laughs> and he still looks younger. I, so I thought that was an awesome story of him winning it at the same the same course that he won the U.S. Amateur at. And I just I, I enjoyed the part of the episode where we were talking about the U.S. Open. I really enjoyed yep. that. But, like... Him with like a sit down interview was like, oh my god, this is a chore. Like he's not giving me anything. He's like, you know, I and he's like oh, back in his hometown. Yeah. Like, oh, no one knows who I am here. I'm like, oh my god, this is a hard watch. So, I, I thought that it was a good way to relive the PGA Tour season from yep. last year. I thought there was some compelling moments, but there's just not nearly enough drama. Mm. There's just not nearly enough. Like maybe this season now 
they'll be they'll do more live stuff and they'll get more behind the scenes stuff. So I, I think they're doing a season two, right? Like I think maybe well, it's funny just based on everything. It, it doesn't seem like there's. It seems like there is a appetite to do season two, but I don't know that they have begun filming season two yet. Well, I thought I saw someone tweeting about may, them. May, I, some, I could be wrong. Some sexy cameras around that maybe they're going to be doing. <laughs> oh. It. Speaking of cameras, yeah. our boy Adam Stanley I in know, the dock. I know, giving Joel Damon knuckles. I, I mean, was, I was, at the con- US Open, right? I, I was convinced. I thought I wasn't sure where that was because it had the USGA logo, but they yeah. have those up for the qualifying yeah. series. I was convinced we were going to see your mug right behind Rory rolling the oh, rock yeah. at the, the Canadian well, didn't have Open. Anything from the Canadian Open? I know, I know they weren't up here. We knew that. So, I think the moments that I liked the most from yep. the whole thing were I loved. Absolutely loved the Joel Damon at the U.S. Really Open qualifier. Yep. I thought that was spectacular. I thought the relationship with his caddy, mm-hmm. everything that he's been through, the kind of guy he is. I loved the cl- the clip from Homa. Yep. Where he's like, every time we finish, we go out, we have beers, and, and I try to tell him how good he how, is. Yeah. Like how sick at golf you are. I love that. I think that was probably my favorite episode. If I'm being honest. Yep. Loved Kepka. Uh, just how inside his head oh, Scotty yeah. Scheffler was. Oh yeah. And I think it's a fascinating peak that he just live got him at legitimately the perfect time. They couldn't have got him at a better time because he was obviously like he can't make an eight footer. He's broken. Mm-hmm. He's you know his swing's not feeling right. He's playing like crap. Yep. And they just hit him at the perfect time. He's like, uh, and you know what? It's like, I'm never going to play yeah. a good round of golf again. I'm never going to have a good moment again. Like in I, there. I am awful at this. Why am I not going to take this massive amount of money? And then maybe he goes and he puts a couple rounds together. He's like, this was a huge mistake. And the, he, the from the fire pit collective saying that yeah. he's got buyer's remorse. He yeah. shouldn't have gone. So I thought that was fascinating. And I think the whole Rory episode if you're just like a diehard Rory yeah. fan, that was borderline porn for you. That was just like an episode of him. Do you just, know anybody like yes. that by any chance? Oh, I, just all of your friends I, in the golf media world. I can't, I just, I can't say it enough of how brutal of a loss that was at the, at the open. Yeah. Can't confirm. Like it's, it's just, it's just so like he had that, he had the jug ripped from his hands. Yeah. Like it's just, there's no, he just got it stolen from him and you just think of what it meant to him. He said, this is like the most special yep. thing. And I love him after, like, oh, there'll be more chances, just broken man. Yep. Like, he's like, there'll be more chances. <laughs> so, and then, you know, I I thought he was, so the three things that I stuck out were Damon, Kepka, and Rory. But outside of that, I thought it was a pretty average documentary. I think that's fair. I yeah. think that's definitely fair. The Kepka thing, I think, was the most compelling. Yeah. I think it is only more interesting to guys like us who have all of the ups and downs yeah. and the backstory yeah. with it as well. Uh, the other part that I thoroughly enjoyed as well was, and Poulter was kind of the guy they did dirtiest on this, was immediately before they would play a clip from an interview of them talking about setting their family up, they would always have them flying on a private jet to a mansion. (laughs) And it's just like, again, you can always spend more money and I'm not going to get in these guys' pockets. We have had the conversation a million times, but the amount of, and you just have to think about what's best for your family. And clearly this isn't good enough. Look at this shanty (laughs) I'm living in, in this private jet. Uh, It was just, it was just amazing. Uh, Sorry. One other thing on that as well, the Poulter episode, what killed me about it. And again, they set this, up purposely yeah. was 
every time they showed him talking to a pro, it was DJ or Pat Perez, yeah. the other guys who go. And Pat Perez was killing me because, and, you know, I'm, I understand how a guy can get like this where you're so close to being one of those guys, but you're kind of on the fringe. He was so preoccupied with, oh, Ricky has so many followers. He doesn't even tweet. They do all the commercials for him. Yeah. So many followers yeah. Rom has, so many Rory has. Yeah. I just do IG. It was just that. That told me everything I already thought about Pat Perez, and I'm not even criticizing him for it. It was just no. very naked that this guy is so preoccupied with his place in the world, and uh, you know this is too inside baseball. But some somebody I know, me, gets that very much so. <laughs> no, it's just very. It, yeah, I thought Pat Perez that was very telling. And listen, I understand more why these guys went to live. Now. Yep, like I really do, especially like, him. And and I mean, and Polter too. He's like he's yep, done. He's like, done. He, he can't. He's not winning. He's never going to win on tour. But the thing, I mean. The Ryder Cup stuff is surprising. He'll never get to be the Ryder Cup captain. I think which... I think they all think that they'll have a decade long like time to go sit in the sin bin. Liv will peter out, and then they'll get welcomed yeah, back but... with open arms. And I honestly do think that's it's probably like, what's going to happen. Might, that's probably going to happen. So, uh, and I guess the last thing I would say is that choke job by Mito Pereira. <sighs> I I don't know how he ever sleeps at night like that. Like he had it and he, you know, not only did he have a two stroke lead, like he doubled, like he, he just blew it. Like he couldn't, like you, you bogey the hole, that chip shot, the, like from the, on yeah. the right side of the green where yeah. he puts it off the, I'm like, Oh my, I forgot all about it because I bet on Justin Thomas yeah. in that tournament. So I was like, Oh, who the hell this is, is great. Yeah. I don't care. But like <laughs> zooming out and watching it again, it's like. That guy had never sleep it again. And then he went to he went to live too, right? So Yeah. Well you can you look at it and you don't need to know anything about golf. You just need to have watched that documentary up to that point. And that swing was the worst swing they showed in the entire oh thing. Oh my god, he scraped his shoulder yes, on the ground. It and was he just dropped his shoulder, he did it so quick. And the hole before, I know one half rotation for a. Oh no, it would have been a, a two-stroke lead. Yeah. Then he had a one-stroke lead yeah. going into eighteen. So two, one rotation, and he has a two-stroke lead. You have way more room to play with. You probably don't hit a driver. I hit a seven iron, man. That boy and Joaquin Neiman, they can have great Chilean <laughs> dinners yeah. and uh, and commiserate about yeah. the majors. Well, they won't for win. The yard goats or whatever. The, or whatever, the, the, the range goats. Range goats. Yeah. Uh, what's your what's your you're a you're a crushers guy? I think. Yeah, I don't know. You you forgot <laughs> whoever Bryson plays for okay. is my team. Is that the crushers? I, it, it should be. Yeah. If, if it isn't, it absolutely should be. First, uh, first uh, this weekend, right? Is it live this yeah, weekend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're our correspondent. You know I need you to go, tell me. They're these going things. up against non elevated events. Smart. Very smart. So we'll see. I mean, I'll still watch both probably. Yes. On CHCH. Come on. There's no chance I'm not watching golf on a weekend. What yeah. am I gonna what am I gonna do? Spend time with my family? <laughs> on family day, I'm here talking about golf with you. Uh but always fun. Who knows when we'll be back? Uh Masters are coming. We'll yes, be back by then. For and sure. uh who knows if we'll sneak one in. Probably. Little little players action, maybe. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a good run coming up here because it goes next week is the Honda and then it goes the bear trap. And then it goes uh, Do you remember our boy Mac Hughes at this tournament yes. a few years ago, dueling it with Sung Jay? Yes, and then it uh, goes to Arnold Palmer, and then there's another week in there, and then it goes to the players. So we got a hot stretch of golf going up here. The Florida swing has begun, so that can only mean one thing. Won't the Valspar be in there then? Yeah, and, yeah. Then, the, and then it's the uh, where Adam Havlin won, and then it's the Texas swing, and then it's Augusta. It's coming Woo! up quick, baby. Spring's almost here. It's warm out today. I was going to say, plus plus temperatures. I, I didn't need to wear a coat. I'm feeling really good about the golf season. Boy. All good, buddy. Can't wait. It's been the Golf Show. Thanks so much for listening. Get it wherever you got this pod. If you're listening to it right now, Brent Gunning and Sam McKee. We'll be back soon enough. Thanks for listening.